Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Show here on Buzzing Patea, the show where we talk about things that are happening right here, right now, as well as general news, tips, information and advice. And today, I'm delighted, I'm down here at Shooters in Soy 7. Joining me is the owner, John, how are you doing, my man? Very well, thanks, Trevor. Nice how are to you? have you. Yeah, thank you so much for inviting us down here. It's, it's been a pleasure. More than welcome, more than welcome. Now, if you're not sure where we are, have a look on the map now. You'll see there where the pin drop is. It's literally, go on the BART bus along 2nd Road. As soon as you get to Soy 7, get off. Come down, it's on the right-hand side, can't miss it. Now, before we talk about this, and it's a lovely place, it's really big, I like Thank the vibe, mate. it's really, really good. I mean, tell me a bit about yourself, so where are you originally from? Um, originally Croydon, Bromley okay. area, South East London, so it's nice to have a fellow South of the Thames man. So you're a Halls boy, a Halls boy in the uh, Croydon Halls? Croydon Halls, uh, Palace is my team, you know. Oh, he's uh, a lad, he's a lad, <laughs> he's a lad. We better cut that one there, I think. I know where he's we a lad. <laughs> so you're from Croydon, you're from, from South London, and you came out here, what made you come out here? Was it just a holiday or what, what, what got you to Thailand? Um, I think like a lot of guys here, um, I was working in Dubai, Abu Dhabi, Doha, in the Gulf quite a lot. Nice, um, I'd nice. never traveled further uh, east than that. Um, and I had a few guys that I used to play golf with in Dubai had come over here and golf quite regularly and they wow. were like, come on John, let's get on a plane and go. Yeah. Came here once, once a year, became three times a year, became five <laughs> years. Everyone knows the story, yeah, right? We've all done that, haven't we? We yeah. have. When I tell people, I say like, this is a drug. When you come out here, this place just sucks you in and won't let you go. That's and you, you're exactly like me. I came out once and then it was like, oh, I'll go back and back. So you kept coming out, so you played golf then? Yeah, I used to I used to play quite a lot to a decent decent standard. What was your um, best handicap? I, I got down to six at one Ooh, stage. So uh, yeah, but um, you know, old age creeps up, and uh, yeah. you know, I need need a few things taken care of in the shoulders. <laughs> this, uh, well, don't play time. Ian. <laughs> Ian plays off one. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I'll give him a wide. Yeah, I, I yeah. think right now he hasn't played for a while, so I think he's on about four. But he used to play off one. But yeah, he's decent. It's about Ooh. the only thing he can do. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ian. but so you you come from Croydon out to Thailand. You, you fell in love with the place. You've yep. been coming backwards and forwards, back and forwards. So when did you decide? You know what? I'm going to come here and live here. I think what what it was was um, when I started coming here and I kind of made the decision that was where I wanted to be at some stage and then people will look at it and they go well do I wait until I'm 55 or 60 when do I get my pension how can I do it yeah. and you start looking at how is that gonna you know how am I gonna do that um, so for me at that time I was sort of like early 40s and I was like thinking okay I know I want to be there um, but I don't necessarily want to wait until I'm 55 60 to get out there and enjoy it I want to be out there a lot quicker so basically sat down right get a job that's going to pay me X over a period of time, set myself a target and just work hard. Worked hard, got the money, came over here, started this. Wow, so your first actual business venture out here was actually in what everyone says, don't do it, and that was in the bar industry. Exactly, exactly. Although at the time the focus was much more on the guest house because we were running a guest house upstairs. We still had the rooms up there. We developed yeah. all of that. And the bar really was going to be second fiddle to the main income, which was going to be rooms because at that time, you know, going back nine, ten years, mm. um, there was good demand for uh, that kind of thing. And, but over time um, and after we opened, the bar just sort of took off and took on its own own life, way beyond what I ever yeah. thought it would be. And um, yeah, here we are today. Because I mean, Soy 7, 10 years ago, it's a lot different than when oh, it, yes. what it is now. Yes, yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. So you've had the bar, obviously you've gone through the tough times. We've had the, the last two years of uh, devastating situation we've been through. When you go back those years, I mean, 
do you ever look back and think, do you know, well, that's the best thing I've ever done? Or is it really like being one of those things, do you know, it's been good, it's been bad, it's been hard, it's been easy. I mean, if you went back all those years, would you do it all again? I think I would. I mean, even today, I'm still looking at opportunities. I mean, as much as people can sit and we can all, you know, COVID has hit everybody. It's hit absolutely everybody around the world. But there's no point sitting on your backside yeah, and feeling absolutely. sorry for yourself. Um, and while it has brought devastation to a lot of areas of the economy, it's also given a lot of opportunity there. So there is a lot of opportunity still out there and more opportunities coming up. Mm. So uh, back to your question, would I do it all again? Yes, I would. Absolutely. I like the challenge. So 10 years ago, did you have hair? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, but a not too bit. much. <laughs> this is a week's growth. This. <laughs> well, you're doing better than me. <laughs> so, I mean, going back to the time when you decided that you were going to open a bar here, I mean, what made you choose Soy 7? Why not some of the other soys? Um, it, well, it was looking around for a, for a property in the right place. So it was looking for what was available at a reasonable rent at the time and then saying, okay, that's where we want to be. I remember very clearly at the time when, when I was saying to people I was looking at Soy 7, people were like, ah, the Soy's had it, forget it, no one ever goes there. All the usual kind of thing. And really that just inspired me even more to go, I'm yeah. going to prove everybody wrong and we're going to go ahead and do this. Um, and what I always felt with Soy 7 was that, um, you know, going back all those years, you had a lot of beer bars towards the bottom end of the soy, but yeah. there wasn't anything else product-wise um, in terms of offering that was available. So to me, it just kind of made sense that, mm. yeah, okay, let's try and do it here. And, and luckily, we were able to become more of what I would say is a destination bar yeah. rather than relying on the footfall. And that's what it became over time. I have to say, I agree with you totally on that one because, I mean, I've been here the same time as you. And when you used to come off Beach Road, it was all the concrete bars and all the girls standing outside trying to drag you in. It's like, no, I'm okay, thanks, no, I'm okay. And nothing wrong with those bars. You know, I'm sure you know, many people had millions of memories out there and that's a great time. I actually used to walk up to this end because I liked it up here because these were like air-conditioned bars. These were what I would call a bar bar rather than sitting outside with a fan going above my head and sweating and thinking, oh, man, this is like hot. So I think you, you know, coming up this end, definitely. You mentioned a minute ago about the doom and gloom of saying Soy 7's finished, it's done, it's dusted. I have to be, I'm gonna put my hands up. When I do my walkabouts, I was very unsure about Soy 7 and Soy 8's recovery after what we've just been through. Where do you see the soy standing and how do you see it moving forwards based on your knowledge about the soy? Because obviously you've got much more hands-on experience here. Well, I think we're seeing a big improvement already. Um, you know, there's a number of bars that have op opened just opposite us. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if I go back six months, seven months, and when we were looking, thinking, when will we reopen? Uh, towards the bottom end, a lot of the beer bars to the left and to the right, people will remember Pandora's, for example, yeah. were all gone. Yeah. Um, but now if you go there, there is some life there. The places are starting to reopen slowly, slowly. So I think it's really just a wait and see, and, and, and it's, it's all linked to tourist numbers at the end of the day. So if the people start coming back, which they, hopefully they will be in the next few months, we'll start seeing more life and more life coming back to Soy 7. I must admit, one of my go-to destinations was Soy 7 for Songkran. Songkran here was just unbelievably good. Yeah. And it was like you walked down the middle of what was effectively a firing range because they were so close that you each side, you just couldn't take cover. And it really, really was good. And hopefully, you know, those days will come back and, you know, it will bounce back. So you came out here, you decided that that was it. You're going to do what everyone said you shouldn't do and prove them wrong. And you've done a fantastic job. I have to say, you've got a really, really good Thank place you. here. Thank you. Where did the name come from? So are you like a, a six gun shooter or is it like football? <laughs> 
football or where did that come from? No, actually, uh, um, I, I have to give credit to uh, when I was working in Abu Dhabi, I was doing a lot of the, uh, the, the place where I was working. I, I had people that could do CAD design and building oh, design wow. and graphic design and all of that for me. Um, and actually, I have to give credit to one of my staff um, at the time who was working for me because we were going through what should we call the bar and I, was, I wanted something that was different at the time, um, just in the look and feel. Um, and it was actually one of my staff that came up with the name in the end for shooters. Wow. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah. So you're not a whiz on the pool table then? Uh, used to be. Hey. As, with mo as with most things, the older you get, the less of a whiz you get to be, right? Uh, That's the way it goes. Well, I, I, now I'm at the age now where I can see the shot, I just can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I know my way around every single shot, yeah. but I just can't do it. Right. And I look at it and go, what is that doing? <laughs> so you've been here now, how long have you been open for? Uh, the bar's been open nine years. Nine years. So going back nine years, I mean, since then, what, I mean, obviously excluding the obvious the last two years, but during the actual opening times, what's been the hardest task? What's, because you had no experience, so what's been the hardest thing when you came out and thought, yeah, I'll do this, and suddenly you find yourself looking at it going, man, this is not what I was expecting. Yeah, I think uh, for a lot of people, um, even if you've worked in a lot of countries around the world before, like I had, or whether you haven't, still coming here and adapting to the culture and getting an understanding of the environment in which yeah. you're in and then respecting that and trying yeah. to understand it and getting things to work that can be a, a very very big challenge that's probably the biggest challenge and you learn every day even now today mm. i've been here nine ten years doing this and i still learn new things yeah every day. yeah know, it must be the same so as the boss What's it like with the timekeeping here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like everyone says the same. Yeah, well, our time, huh? <laughs> he, he did have hair before, but that's why he doesn't have hair now, because it's the timekeeping. And you're like, it's, it's 10 o'clock, where are you? Yeah, I come soon. But you meant to start at nine. Yeah, I still come soon. Yeah. What are you doing? And they walk in smile and go, hi, boss. <laughs> that's right, that's right. Uh, I mean, you can use a stick up to a point. So, you know, they've all got checking cards and if they're a, yeah. minute, if they're a minute late, they're gonna get deducted, they're yeah. gonna get deducted. But yeah, of course. What I've learned, uh, one thing in the last, uh, over the years as well is, is when somebody says six o'clock, that can be any time between <laughs> 6.01 and 6.59, right? Absolutely. That's six o'clock. Seven o'clock is any time within that hour. Yeah. You, again, you've just got to adapt to it. You've got to get used to it. Yeah, you know? um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. And you've got to smile. Absolutely. Because if you get angry, I found that as well, if you get angry, why are you not, what, they, they lose their face and they don't learn. Like you just mentioned about respect the culture here, one of the big things here is losing face. Ties absolutely hate it. Mm. And instead of arguing with you, they'll just turn around and say, see ya, and you'll be like, oh, where are you going? You're not making me lose face like that. And it's hard, isn't it? It is, it is. Uh, I mean, we're all human at the end of the day, and you do have days where sometimes it does just come out. And yeah. But as long as you know, you recognize it and then go, oh, do you know what, actually, I didn't handle that quite so well. And you just go and say, look, I'm really, really sorry. Make your point again in a much calmer way. Yeah. You will get respect back in, yeah. from doing it that way. So we're here, double unit, is it a double unit? Yeah, double yeah, unit. Double unit, Real, I mean, you've got a nice pool table. What's the theme of the bar? I mean, where do you, if, if you had to describe what Shooters is about, how would you describe your bar? Um, the, the, the original idea was that when I was coming here, I always felt um, I wanted somewhere where I could go and play pool, I could go and watch a bit of sport on the TV, mm. I could be watching girls dancing at the same time, um, and just have an atmosphere that wasn't full on go-go, but was more, I don't know, kind of pitched in the middle between the, the normal beer bar that was available at the time and the go-go's that were there. 
So that was the kind of feel and vibe that we tried to uh, set up here. So people that come here, you know, we, people we have come in here for one beer just to shoot some pool. We have people that will come in here for a whole evening. The idea is that whoever you are and whatever you spend, it really doesn't matter. The point is we want you to come in here, enjoy what you're coming in here to do, whether it's just play some pool or just chat with the girls, whatever it might be, and that you'll then, you know, come back as a repeat customer. That was always the idea. So the girls that work here, how many girls you got? At the moment, we're about 16 girls. Oh, that's and, good. And that's yeah, good. I mean, going back to what you were saying about the biggest challenge, you know, probably the second biggest one, very close, is that, you know, getting hold of girls. Mm. Um, and, and then we've also been lucky that a large proportion of that 16 of girls that have been with us for four years or more. Yeah, so, brilliant. You know. So which one of the girls is the best pool player? Oh, Jar. Oh, see, that's an instant, yeah, wouldn't it? If anybody fancies himself on the pool table, come down and ask to play a game of pool with Jar, okay? And right. uh, see how you get on. I'm coming down. <laughs> I'm going to come down and I'll play Jar. Well, I'll tell you what, Willie, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Maybe, maybe, guys, what we might be able to do is, you know, we do the live stream where I play pool with the girls at different venues. Maybe we can try and set that up. It's a Sunday at four o'clock. And uh, I'll come down and I'll take on Jar. And then she can play Ian. Ian's rubbish. <laughs> he's absolutely rubbish. Golf is his thing, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but he's got good ball control on the golf. But you want to see him play this. He's hopeless. Yeah. Oh, hopeless. So in terms of, obviously, you know, you've got 16 girls, which is fantastic. Do you do any food here or anything like that? Um, we, don't, we don't do food in here at the moment. Um, you know, it's something over the years we, we've kind of, thought should we shouldn't we but we're well served i mean you know if people want to come in here and just they can order food we've got a great thai restaurant next door so a lot of people will come in here and just thought you know if they do want to pack a prowl or whatever we can get it and we, we can have it brought in if you want to eat in here but it's not something that is necessarily you know our core business. not a key factor no it's not no. our core business so talking to key factors i speak a reasonably good level of thai and i can hear you wanging it out there to bow earlier so uh a lot of people say to me about, because I can read and write Thai and I speak Thai. So people say to me, how do you learn, how do you learn? Now you've got a good hold, I heard you speaking earlier to Bo. How have you found it learning language? Um, again, I've, I've traveled around the world, so I've, I've, I've sort of picked up languages as I've gone along. I, I wouldn't say I'm a natural linguist. I, I have to do a lot of stuff by repetition. Um, and learning Thai over all, the, all these years, yeah. like a lot of guys, I started off learning bar Thai. Right, and then because I started playing a lot of golf, I was learning golf time. So, and then after a while, you get a certain number of uh, words and your vocabulary expands, you can start putting sentences. Yeah. But I'm probably at the stage now where you know I've hit a bit of a wall, it's, it's all down to tonality, oh, and, and, and yeah, I mean, we've all done it, haven't we? Where yeah. you, you can get yourself sometimes into more trouble. <laughs> it's better sometimes speaker. to not know what they're saying exactly. rather than sitting there listening going, oh really, is that what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've got the bar, I mean you've done a really good job and I like, love the deco, it's Thank got you. a really nice feel to it. Thank you. When you're working, I mean, are you here every day? Um, I try to be here every day, um, but in addition to the bar here, I've got uh, Hooker's Fishing Lake over at Wat Yan. Oh, wow, okay. So that's another uh, business, we've had that for four years. Um, when COVID first came and um, we, we had to close, or rather, you know, tourists weren't allowed here, so the bars effectively were closing mm. themselves. Uh, I opened uh, with my partner a uh, nightclub in Konkien as well. Have you? So, Konkien, um, happy yeah. days, happy so days. So we're hoping to get that open next month. Um, so, you know, that there's more than enough there to keep us yeah, busy. Yeah, I love Konkien. Konkien, Udon Thani, all up there. Brilliant. Yeah. Galassin, yeah. oh, fantastic. Yeah, you can have some room. And it's stuff. interesting you said about opening a nightclub in Konkien because a lot of people come here, they never ever travel. And I keep saying to people, guys, if you're here for three weeks, 
just jump on a bus for a couple of days and go up north and just have a look around because you'll be amazed at the culture difference about the whole the, the vibe of the city and people say yeah but they're just rural villages going to Konken I mean wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. I think it would be a real eye-opener I, 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 I vouch for what you said 100% I mean one of the things is if people are going to be here for as you say three weeks four weeks mm. at least get out for two or three days go and see yeah. what else is out there it will add to your level of understanding yeah definitely. Um, and you can have a great time yeah definitely so how do you relax because you've got a nightclub in Konken, you've got a fishing lake, you've got this. I mean, how do you relax? Um, I try and do a little bit of fishing every now and okay. again. Um, yeah, but really, any downtime I get, I just like to turn everything off and just relax. Yeah. You, know? you mentioned fishing. Do you know Billy Makin? Uh, I don't know him personally, but obviously when I was a kid, Billy Makin's floats, I, yeah. I used to use those Yeah, when <laughs> I was fishing in the UK. So. Yeah, but do you know what? I've never, I, mean, I, I couldn't catch a cold. I'm hopeless when it comes to fishing. But I, I interviewed Billy, lovely guy, really, really nice, but I had no idea he's like a, a, a oh, world-class oh, like, yeah. fisher and superstar. And I was just like, so you know you a bit about fishing? And he's like, well, yeah, I know a little bit. And I had no idea, none whatsoever. Yes. So I want to ask you a question. We've got a guy, he's on the other side of the world. He's coming over here and he's got absolutely no idea what to expect. And I say, son, put your cases down over there. Listen to my man here. He's going to give you some words of advice and words of wisdom. What would you tell him? That's a that that's a really good question. Uh, what would you say to people? Because my experience is that you know we've all done it. You can tell people don't fall in love with the first girl, <laughs> don't get stuck in the same bar every night. But people do it, and yeah. and you find that people will only learn by making their own mistakes and learning from their own mistakes. Yeah. But those you know people are going to carry on doing it. I think the most important thing for a lot of people when they come here is to uh, ad adapt to what you see. Be very relaxed, be respectful, try and understand that values here and society is mm. very different. Yeah. Uh, even though you've got this massive party atmosphere and everything, yeah. at the end of the day, you're dealing with people. They are yeah. still, you know, the people are, are working here, that it, you know. So you've just got to have that little bit of respect and uh, don't get, you know, just, don't get so wound up by some of the things that, that will that we were talking about earlier uh, that will wind you up. Yeah. Uh, see, for me, I'm different. I've got a load of Samaritan cards printed out, and I just hand them one of them and say, "Give them a call when you need it, mate. It's going to happen." <laughs> lastly, before we go, it's been it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you for taking the time out to talk to me. I want to ask you one last question, and that is about there's so much talk, so much speculation, so much hype and and uh, misery, and all the things about the future of this city. So many people are saying it's done, it's dusted. Others are saying no, it's going to bounce back. You know, what is your honest view on where we stand right now as to when we're going to recover? How long before you think we're going to be back to what will be the new normal and back to what is going to be hopefully another buzzing environment? Right, crystal ball time. Mm. Um, my own personal opinion is there is always going to be a market for a place like Patia. Yeah. Patia isn't going anywhere. Patia will still be here. Whether the pie that represents Patia is the same size mm -hmm. in terms of tourists and numbers of people that are coming, I think is up for debate and is wait and see. So I think if people are looking forward what to expect, are we gonna see more people coming here post-COVID than pre-COVID? And how many bars will you need to service that pie? Because I think everyone will be taking a, maybe a slightly smaller cut of the pie. Mm. So, you know, I, for me, I'm still very cautious. I'm still a little bit sanguine about things mm. compared to a lot of people. But 
Is Patia going anywhere? No, it's not. It's here to stay. It always will be. Mm. It always will be. I think for me, the biggest thing that I'm kind of like, not concerned about, but I'm surprised about is like yourself, you know, over the years, how many times have we heard they're going to do this, they're going to change that, they're going to change... But it seems right now that they genuinely are doing some of these changes. You know, you go to Walking Street right now, mm. I would have bet a million dollars that they would never, ever have changed Walking Street, and yet they are. You mm. know, they Simon Beer Bar complexes have gone. Yeah. They're, they're doing all the paving now, they're doing the electric, and I'm thinking, they're actually gonna do this. You know, mm. they really are generally looking to try and clean it up. They've done, I think they've done a fantastic job on the beach in, in Beach Road yeah. in, in Pattaya. Yeah. All right, they've still got a few things they need to rectify, like the, the, the uh, pipes going out into the sea and stuff like that, but they've done a fantastic job. Look around now, Second Road, undergoing huge changes as we speak, Soy 15. Mm. So yeah, I, I think you're, you're spot on that, you know, that high is gonna always be here, but what, what slice you get, it might not be quite as big as the one before. Yeah. Perhaps. Yeah. Or, or really, it's about adapting again because, again, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see the kinds of tourists that are coming back. Is it going to be the people that used to come? I mean, even now at the moment, what I'm seeing in the last two, three months since we've reopened is that there's a lot of first timers coming here. Yeah. A lot of first timers, yeah. which I was surprised at. I mean, we had people coming in here saying we've never seen, we'd never heard of shooters, we've never seen yeah. it, never been to Soy Seven. Um, so I think that's all got to kind of settle itself and, and see where we are in a few months. Brilliant. Well, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, sir. Really, really Absolute nice. Absolute pleasure. Good I'm going to get, I'm gonna get John on Discord so you can catch up with him. If you want to ask any questions, uh, there is a, a shooter's room already in our Discord group. So have a look in there and I'll get John to put some pictures up with the girls and stuff so uh, you can ask questions, etc., etc. All right, well, it's been a pleasure, my man. Thank you so yeah. much indeed. That's it for me today, guys. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, please, as always, remember, hit the subscribe button and also the bell icon if you'd like to be notified when I bring out a new video. And as I've just mentioned there, please have a look on Discord. There's over 16,500 members on there now. It's completely free to join. It's an incredible wealth of knowledge on there and experience. So jump on the Discord, take a look. And if you would like to support the channel, there is a link in the description below. Uh, membership starts with as little as 89 pence a month. All right, that's it from me. That's it from John. Thank you very much for watching. And please, as always, wherever you are in the world, stay safe.